God is good all the time and all the time God is good. Well, uh, it's good to be on this side of the grass. For me, I like it. Um, uh, what we're going to do today, um, I'm going to talk about healing. And we're going to, at the end of service, if you would uh, want to receive healing, or, you know, and want to come up and have a hands laid on you, you can do that. I do have a mask. I'll, I'll put that on, not because uh, I just... God can work through a piece of cloth, can he? So, just so that you know. I mean, I'm, I'm doing that actually out of respect uh, for those in authority, but, uh, but out of respect for uh, folks that just, you know, are like, okay, but I really would appreciate it if you wore a mask. So, that's what I'm doing. Um, I don't have to wear one while I speak, because then it would sound like this, and then, you know, so we won't wear one while we, while we minister today. But so good to have you with us. Um, but I, I want us to understand healing, and so the Lord showed me something last week uh, of what he wanted me to speak on, and this is what he wanted me to speak on, um, and, and why sometimes it is, we don't see it manifested, or we don't see it happen on ourselves, or we see it happen for somebody else, and we're like, why? You know, and, and maybe some of what I'm telling you today, I believe, will help you. So I'm going to give you actually five Five ways or five things to help receive uh, through an anointing. But I wanted to start out with a Bible story. The Lord showed me this Bible story. We've all read about it, but it's in, uh, uh, let me pick a where, where it, it's in actually Acts, and it's three, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but this is basically the gist of the story. Uh, Paul and John, are, or Paul, Peter and John, I'll get it. Uh, are heading into town and they're going in and there there's a man that, that people would set him by the gate and they did it every day he was crippled uh, and he was just there to beg for for money and for food he's, he's just there to beg so every you know every time you went to this place you always saw this gentleman there to do that and something that that jumped out at me is he's doing his mindset he's just expecting here's what i do this is my lot in life and he looks at peter and john and and He's expecting them to give him some money. Now, this is just my own personal opinion. Okay, this doesn't have to be yours, but I do not. I personally am not a real big fan of uh, when I go, if I have to go to Walmart and, and there's always people at every door and you feel like I just, I, uh, I just need to. You ever feel that way? You feel obligated to give them something, and then you feel guilty if you don't, or who's watching because I didn't give, or you'll say, well, i got to get some change, and half the time we don't have change because we're all doing with the card. So, you know, it's kind of, it, it's just awkward. So sometimes I want to go in the side door because I can just avoid that, or uh, I'll just go in, but I already make up my mind before I go what I'm going to do. Hey, I, I happen to have some change. I'm going to give that, and I'm good. Or I don't have any, and I'll just, I'll just look at them and say, hey, I appreciate what you guys are doing uh, to some extent. And <laughs> no, I just, you know. But uh, so this guy's expecting, you know, he's just, he's, he's hitting everybody up as they come in the temple. And, and Peter says something. He says, look at us. This is, you're wanting money. I'm not going to give you money. Here's what I got. I mean, he says silver and gold I don't have, but what I have, I'm going to give you. What happens if we get a hold of that? I'm just saying, Peter and John, they had some money. They could have done, they could have given him money, but he's saying that's not going to help you. I mean, you might think it will, but money is not your end-all answer. But what you need is more of Jesus. And I have that. I'll give that to you. And so they do that, 
And they do it in the name of Jesus. And, and so Peter reaches down and starts to lift the man up. And the Bible says, and as he did, so as that's happening, so it doesn't give any account if the guy is like, hey, leave me alone. But it sounds to me, as Peter helps him up, this guy is like, I, I'll take help. Yeah. And so he gets up as he did. He's instantly healed. He goes around walking, leaving, praising God in the temple. Everybody sees him. Now, the people that saw him, that saw him all the time as a beggar, see him. And the Bible says, now these are believers. I'm sure I'm believers. It's probably mostly un. I don't know. But they, they're in the temple. There's a lot of people that go to church that aren't believers. But it says they were astounded. I haven't heard that word in a long time. They're like, wait a minute. That's George. It said out front of the door. I don't know if his name was George. Welcome our online crowd. Let's do that real quick. I forgot to do that. I'm looking back at the camera thing, and I just said George. But it's good to have you with us. This guy's mindset was, here's what I'm going to do. This is the only way I know to make a living. This is how I'm, my body is this way, and it's just going to stay there. That's his mindset, and that's his, his thought of, of how he's going to live his life. But then John, or Peter and John come, and he trusts something they say. Something that I might say today might give you something. And then you trust, and you act. That's it. And then you trust and you act on it and then God gets the glory and it draws others into the kingdom of God. Now everybody that saw him every day had to say, wait a second. That is the guy that has been begging ever since I can remember. He's healed. Why well, he was that way since birth. How did that happen? All of us have some sort of lack in our life of some kind throughout the time that we live in one way or another. Whether it's financial, it's physical, it's mental, it's social. I don't know, you know, whatever. We're having a little bit of a mind blockage or, or we need or maybe our physical body. But something is troubling us at some time in our life. I don't know of anybody that's ever had a life and goes, I'm perfect. Jesus. But anybody outside Jesus? Anybody? No. And, you know, I mean, we, it just doesn't happen. So I'm asking, are you tolerating sickness in your life? Are you tolerating pain, disease, it is time that we say, you know what, this is not God's will for me. Enough is enough. Here is what we need to understand. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. He's going to tell you, Brett, this is too complicated, man. This, you know, I would go through the details, but you're not going to get it. It's too complicated. You just have to accept this is, you know, this is just how it's going to be. I'm telling you the devil is a liar. If one thing is for certain, there's probably one we have tried to make what God does complicated when it's so simple. Only believe. Only believe. Do not doubt. Confess with your mouth. Jesus is Lord. Only believe. Pretty simple. Our first thought this morning, if we want to be healed, then we have to expect to be healed. I mean, do we, I mean, just expect, I expect God to do what he wants me to do. I expect he's going to do what he says he's going to do. I expect, you know, what do you expect? Do you come in here with, if we had people come into this house expecting, you know, there'd be a line before we could even get to the door. People would be like, I can't wait to get in there. Not because Mal's going to rock the house, but because God is already in the house. 
and just, oh, I just can't wait. Because there's something, and we'll talk about it, of us coming together. That, that something, that anointing, healing of whatever we need can be found in Jesus. What if we got excited? What if we came expecting? Job 5.9 says, he does great things too marvelous to understand. He performs countless miracles. I call it done. I expect to be healed. God is a good God. He's a good and compassionate God. He's a loving Father. He provided for your healing when Jesus went to the cross. It's kind of interesting. Medical science has grouped all sickness and disease into 39 categories. Isn't it amazing that Jesus took 39 stripes? Healing is part of our Calvary benefit package. God doesn't heal you because you're good. See, that's our issue. Well, God, I, we start comparing ourselves or we start, you know, oh, I'm a pretty good person. He doesn't heal you because you're good. He heals you because he's good. He loves you no matter what you've decided. If you decide to walk away from him, his love will not change for you. I'm telling you this morning, healing is for you. It's not just for a select few. Sometimes we just, well, God, I think it's for so-and-so or this, or I think I know how you're going to do it. You know, there's been times I thought I knew how God was going to do something, and he did it totally different. He still did it, but not the way I thought. He wants you to be whole, but you have to change your mindset. You know, they expected the Messiah to come into town, into Jerusalem. They expected him to come in, you know, with all this, you know, like a big king would come in, and yet he comes in on a colt. They didn't expect it that way. They expected when the Messiah, you know, did come, and we celebrated Christmas, the birth of our Savior, they expected, whoo, but he came in a lowly stable, and he came where there was no room in an inn, and I mean... He doesn't always come what you think, but you have to trust, oh God, however you want to do it, do it. Think about all the Bible, all of the things. Hey, Jehoshaphat, just send the praisers first. No, no, God. God, these guys, they're good singers, man, but they can't fight. You just do what I told you. Okay, Gideon. These guys that drink this way, tell them to go home. These guys that drink this way, keep them. Get some torches, put them under some uh, vessels, some jars, go out and surround. This is, I'm going to tell you what to do. You see, God might do it a different way, but you've got to trust him. He is not a one-string guitar. So the purpose of the anointing is to destroy the works of the enemy and set people free. If you are experiencing things that aren't like, you know, this is not God's best, it's keeping you from living his best because our mindset is stuck. Sometimes we just get comfortable with it. I mean, I'm a dude. <laughs> and so sometimes we just don't say anything because we are guys and we just don't. We don't tell you if we're hurting because we are men. We do not, you know, or whatever. And sometimes that is not really good. So 
sometimes we have to say, God, I need you to take care of this, and I call it done. And so then I speak to that area or whatever that is. I mean, I just came through probably one of the hardest months or so of my life. I never want to go back and go through it again. And God didn't do it to me. But he sure got me through it. Don't allow yourself to get so comfortable that something that you don't think can't just go away in a moment. I mean, I've just seen God do so many things in a moment, in a second, just like that. Boom, boom. The enemy will try to tell you, you're going to have that the rest of your life. They try to tell me that, and you're going to be doing this, or this will be this, or this. Be careful to what you get in agreement with. Don't get used to diabetes or pain medication or neck braces. You know, they gave me medication, gave me five medications. I'm, they've taken three away already. I'm only on two. And, uh, and so, you know, there'll be a time when I, I won't be on those. Miracles are real. They are for today. The name of the Lord is a strong high tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. So what are we waiting for? We have to run to the healing power of God. Move towards him and allow him to heal you. If anybody's going to be in, you know, this is what I'd be saying. If anybody's going to get healed today, it's going to be me. And start proclaiming that. Receiving from God is easy, but we make it complicated. I think we should look at it like this. Instead of, I can't. I can't see it instead of saying, Lord, I just, I'm just having trouble receiving. Let's remove what's given us the trouble seeing. Let's take away the things that are blocking from what we can see. That's blocking our view. See, you know, uh, several weeks ago I say, instead of saying, uh, I'm a sick person getting healed, just say, I'm a healed person fighting off sickness. It's a whole different way to look at it. It is our mindset to understand. I expect to be healed. Sickness could not stay on my body. Why? Because God gave me power and authority to come against the enemy, to start declaring and proclaiming. Our next thought, to get our healing. You can get healed through a minister's anointing. Preacher minister isaiah uh, 10 27 says then the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil um, the living translation new living says in that day the lord will end bondage of his people he'll break the yoke of slavery lift it from their shoulders see there's an anointing to teach or preach there's also an anointing to heal and it's amazing to watch god do what he does there's an anointing for every believer, really. You can lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. There's a special anointing that God places upon certain people to minister through a healing or through a healing anointing or he'll tell you or whatever. And he has done that, uh, I think, probably through my wife as well, but that's how he's used me. He'll, he'll, that's, where, that's how I really got started in ministry was singing and, and got to speak and then pray for people and God would heal them. So how? How does that happen? You, it does, everything in the kingdom happens by faith. So what happens when a minister or a preacher starts ministering or telling you about the word, it stirs your faith up. It opens your eyes to something. Maybe something I've already said, you're like, I didn't, oh, wow, I didn't think that. 
I thought I'd have this the rest of my life. Or I thought I never saw myself as a well person fighting off sickness. I saw myself as a sick person wanting to be well. Just that little avenue of how we're looking could open up a door to go, oh, I could receive that. Some of us are just stuck. I can't see myself getting better. There was a minister said to one guy, said, you can't see yourself getting better. He goes, no. He said, can you see yourself not getting any worse? The guy goes, I can do that. So that's what he did. He said, I'm going to pray that you see yourself not getting any worse. And he didn't get any worse. And the doctors were amazed. And the next thing you know, he got better. Sometimes you just got to start where you are. Where is your faith? That's the locator. What are you believing? Jesus did it all the time. Your faith has made you whole. What do you want me to do for you? Go your way. Your faith has healed you. If we can help you understand, we can get through, and you can be like, I could receive that. When I lay hands on you, or put oil on your head, or whatever, and say the prayer of faith, those are things that people are like, that's how I get healed. No, you get healed because the word says, you can call the elders of the church, you can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. The other stuff is an action based on what the word says. We need to understand the difference in that. We don't want to get our faith in the doing. We want to get our faith in what the Word says, and then faith without works. So we put our works with what the Word says, and because the Word declares it, it's done. So healing can come through the preacher, the minister, whoever's ministering. But it's, you know what it's used for? To get the attention of unbelievers. That first story I told you, man, all those people are like, oh, my word. Because healing is the dinner bell for unbelievers. You ever get called for dinner? Mama called me, lunch! Sometimes we ran for lunch. Sometimes we ran from lunch. (laughs) Depended on what she was making. My mom could make something out of the refrigerator. She would just start putting things together. And if you have ever seen the nutty professor, she was reliving it. I'd be looking at something, I'd say, what is this? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. You don't want to know what this and that was. Sometimes we ran to lunch, sometimes we ran from lunch. <laughs> so when you expect to, be, you know, to receive and you see that, then there are people that come to church and they'll be like, yes. The third way you can receive your healing is through the anointed word of God. Matthew 8, 13 says, as you believe, so let it be done for you. Jesus said to the Roman officer, this is in the New Living Translation, same verse. Go back home because you believed. Listen, that's amazing. Because you believed, it has happened. Because you believe, it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. So what are we hearing? We're hearing the word of God. That is our key in this whole thing. That is the thing. It is the word. Mark 5, 27. We read about the woman with the issue of blood. How did she get her healing? The Bible says when she heard about Jesus, when she heard about Jesus, when she heard about Jesus, she got behind him, touched his garment, and was healed. In Luke 10, 17, great multitudes came together to hear and be healed. That was what he did. He went and he told them the word of God, and healing followed that. They believed, oh my, I, okay, yeah. Faith comes by hearing. 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Romans 10, 17. Get that word in you. Hearing, hearing, hearing. Get it in. What does God say? What did God say about this? What does God say about your life? What are you struggling with? What do you need healing about? You read about the love of God, the compassion of Jesus, the healings of Jesus, about his goodness. Let me just say this. If you listen to what men say about healing rather than what God says, you're going to stay sick. I'm not the, the authority on everything. You've you got to line your faith and believe what you want. But, I mean, we went. I had to go see, I don't know how many doctors we've seen. But a bunch. And we went to our family doctor and all that. And wonderful people. And they have helped me. And God uses doctors and uses medicine. So I'm not saying, you know, don't get off your medicine unless, you know, you have proven to the doctor you don't need it anymore. I proved to the doctor I didn't need it anymore. But the doctor would say something, and this is what we would answer, because we were very aware of what to get in agreement with or to not get in agreement with. And so sometimes he would say stuff. One of the doctors said this. He said, well... Because they didn't understand what, what, why it happened to me. Because I was in good shape. I work out four times a week. None of my levels were bad. My cholesterol wasn't high. I didn't have high blood pressure. They're like, we don't see people like you. This is not normal. So they, they gave, they said stress or, or possible genetics is their two reasons. Nonetheless, whatever those are, it gave me a focus on what to pray for. What to come and believe and, and, and declare. But he, you know, one doctor said this. Well, I'll tell you one thing. He said, you're 59 and you're a male. Okay. I'm 59 and I'm a male. I'm glad you can see that. But we didn't get in agreement. You know, just he was saying this. So instead of saying, okay, I agree. We broke that. We didn't say anything like that. This is what I told him. And Kim was right there with me. She said the same thing. I said, I understand what you're saying. Do you see the difference? I'm not in agreement with what he said. I just understand what he said. Sometimes they say things because they have to say things because they want to make sure they protect themselves. I get it. I understand what you're saying. But you see, I have something that's higher authority than you or me. It's God. And what does he say? He says, by his stripes. That's what I'm claiming. And that's what I'm believing. I don't have to tell the doctor all of that. If the Lord tells me to, I will. But when I go back and he's like, oh, you don't need this anymore. Oh, I'm not even going to give you that anymore. You're doing great. The one doctor told me, said, rehab's going to call you. If you want to go, you can, but you don't need to. You can just keep doing what you're doing. He goes, I don't get to tell any of my patients that. I wanted to go, oh, 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 you know, just like, yeah. That's God. You see, traditions of men make the word of God no effect. If you're going to listen to traditions of men, it will, God's word will not be effective in your life. You're going to stay in bondage. Listen to people that have, have had the Lord heal them and touch them or whatever, and they've come out of this, or God broke them free and did this. Let your faith be built on that. Do it God's way. Anywhere on the journey, God can step in. I don't care. I just call it done. I told one lady, I was praying for her one time, and I told her, I said, the Lord told me to tell you you're going to be healed in three days. Three days later, she was healed. People were like, why wasn't she healed that day? I don't know. I don't do the healing. I'm just the jumper cable. 
as long as she's healed, she's okay. Right? Had another lady that walked. She walked like this. She came up for prayer. And I, I said, ma'am, just, just take some laps around the sanctuary. God's, he's going to heal you. So she's like... Now, she could have said, raspberries. You know, I'm not going to do it. Name it. I'm not dipping that many times. I'm not going to do that. She just said, okay. So she started walking around the sanctuary. So we went on praying for people. She made one lap around like that. The next lap, she was kind of doing this. The next lap, she was just kind of doing this. The fourth lap, she had a white hanky, and she was going, woo! And she was doing that, and there are people going, that is out of order. Not if your hips healed, it ain't out of order. Because God was doing great things. I didn't tell him how to do it. It's not my job. My job is to believe. That's my job. Sometimes if it just seems like your symptoms are delayed or maybe they seem worse, you keep speaking to them anyway. We walk by faith and not by sight. Because the enemy is a liar. you got to start speaking to things specifically. Don't move. Persevere and stand. His healing power will come. According to your faith, it will be done to you. Your faith will make you whole. Surrender to his will. And his will says that you be healed. But surrender also to his way. God, I don't care how you do it. I mean, let me just let me think of stuff that's just, you know, the guy, one guy's blind, and Jesus does this spits in the dirt, makes some mud, and goes, come here. What is this? This is Wanahakalugi ministry? I mean, this is not good. But he still calls the guy over, and he puts the stuff on his eye, and then the guy opens, and he can see. But all of a sudden, I mean, can you imagine if you were, if you were somebody else in there and they say, hey, he just healed that blind guy. And somebody else, I'm having problems with my, you'd be going, Jesus, Jesus, get some more of that mud. Come here. Because we see things and then we act. And God says, you need to have belief before you even see it. I was just telling John back in the back, I was speaking in Lima at a church, there was I don't know how many people there, maybe a couple hundred people, I don't know, 100, 150, I don't know. But um, I was talking, speaking, and then the Lord wanted to heal some people, so I said, God wants to, to uh, heal, open somebody's ear. And I've, I've shared this story before, and, and this uh, was a World War II vet, and, um, just a bigger man, you know, just came out, and this is how he stood. Stone face, just came out in the aisle, stood like that. His wife stood behind him, or beside him. And uh, I said, okay. So he said, can't hear out of this. It was his left ear. Can't hear out of this ear. He had a, a bomb go off. And um, uh, he was lucky to be alive, it didn't, you know, but it took his hearing. And he hasn't been able to hear since the war out of the one ear. And so I clicked by his ear. He couldn't hear me. I whispered, couldn't hear it. And so I... I put my fingers in his ear, and I did what the Lord told me to do, and, and uh, I spoke to his ear. Now, I know this is going to sound silly, but that's what I spoke to. I spoke to his eardrum. I spoke to everything in his ear and said, you need to come back to life. You need to work. 
and I spoke to a spirit. And, and I commanded a deaf uh, spirit to, to go, and, and I just did what the Lord said. And then I went over to the guy, and this guy, and again, he, he's not charismatic by any stretch of the It's almost like Rob Shrek in Christmas music, you know what I mean? <laughs> I started playing Christmas music at the men's breakfast, and I just got the evil eye. He just looked at me. I'm like, I'll turn it off, okay. Um, so, but he just he stood there, so... I, you know, his wife was beside him, and I, I went behind him. And Now, for me, being the minister, I can't go off of just what people's uh, emotions look like because my faith has to be, and this is what you need to understand, and I need you to hear me. Healing always comes. I'm going to say it one more time. Healing always comes. We don't always receive it, but it always comes because God's will is that you be healed. He always sends it. Now, how we receive it or what could be blocking it, you know, that's a different story. So, Anyway, I, I clicked by his ear, and all I noticed him do was go like that. And I'm behind him, and his wife is beside him. And then I, I told her, I said, I'm going to go whisper in his ear. And then I told him, I said, I'm, I was on his good ear. I said, I'm going to whisper something in your other ear, and I want you to tell me what I said. Now, before I did that, he couldn't tell me. So I remember whispering. He was a bigger man, and I remember just kind of trying to stretch up there. And I cut my hands, and I said, And he looked over at his wife, and he turned around, looked at me, he said, can you hear me? And I said some more stuff, and in the place just erupted. And now, when I had had, there was like him and his wife, and there was a, like two other people that came up. As soon as that happened, people just started coming out of the aisles, and they all just started flooding up front. And God started healing. And I'm going to talk about that here in just a second. Things just started happening. Boom, boom. Boom, somebody brought me a cell phone and said, this lady is in the hospital. She's in ICU, and they want you to pray for her. She's awake. Could you pray for her? And, and I'm like, okay. I looked at the pastor, and he was like, go ahead. I'm like, okay. So I prayed over the phone on a cell phone. Never did that before, but you talk about reaching out and touching someone. I mean, God is bigger than AT&T and, you know, Verizon and all that. And the next thing I heard, all I heard was screaming and crashing and I thought, dear God, what have I done? You know, I thought I killed somebody at whatever hospital she's at. She got out of the bed. She was almost, she was just barely, they couldn't hardly get her doing anything. She got out of the bed. She pulled her IV out. She's like, I'm here. She's dancing around the room. She got dismissed that next morning. I don't know her name to this day. One day she'll come up to me when I ever get to heaven and say, you're the guy that prayed for me in the hospital. But it was nuts, and people were just shouting. The atmosphere was an amazing event. Maybe you're saying, Brett, I can't, I, you know, this, because I know me, I know what I've done, I've got all this guilt, I've got unforgiveness, I, I'm mad at so-and-so, I'm mad at this, I'm mad at that, I, I have all these past things I wish I didn't do, I'm in disobedience, I've got bitterness, I'm insecure about who I am and what's going to happen, and I'm just, I'm a mess! And so then we, we can't see kind of the forest through the trees, but God is bigger than the mess! He wants to give you the miracle. And you're going to have to just trust him to clear out the mess. The cool thing about God is you don't have to get it all right. You don't have to clear it out and then come to God. He'll take you with the mess. So you need to just repent and make a change. And then God starts transforming you. 
So you can turn your back on sickness and sin and disease and fear and doubt and demonic activity and loss and lack. Get up and follow Jesus. And then you'll, other people will find Jesus because of you. That's what happened with the man in the ear. He wasn't a minister, but because God healed him and he started saying, you know, his biggest thing, he didn't dance or anything. He was like, amen. Hallelujah. Let's go sit down. But he was just all excited because he could hear. And she was crying and he had his kids there and his kids were just like, oh my gosh. Make God's word your absolute final authority. If he says you're healed, you're healed. End of story. Number four, receive your healing through a corporate anointing. That's what I'm talking about. Matthew 15, 30 says this. A vast crowd brought in people who were lame, blind, crippled, those who couldn't speak, and many others. They laid him before Jesus, and the Bible says he healed them all. He healed them all. What happens, you know, if a minister can lay hands on you, I get it. You know, Jesus did that. And sometimes it can be just, you know, I've been to the hospital room, I've been in the room, now I can't get in there because of crappy COVID. <laughs> I'm coming for you, COVID. <laughs> God has got this, man. And he's, he's still on the throne. And God will do what he needs to do. But in that, that corporate anointing, that's why when we come together, I mean, if one could put a thousand enemies to flight and two could put 10,000 what would happen if all of us just came in i can't wait to get in man when they start and it's not because of mallory although she's very gifted in talents because god is already in the house and you just can't wait to get in so when they start singing they are just leading they're tearing the ground up so to speak so the word can come in and you can get whatever god has for you and you can leave changed you can leave different than when you came because the week can throw a lot of garbage on you but man, if we come together and we're like, yes, I'm so excited to be in the house of God. You know, people were coming. The Bible says in one uh, of the books of the gospel that they, they throng Jesus. They just, they just, I just need to get it. I just want to touch him. And the only thing in my mind is just almost like, you've seen the videos of Michael Jackson or Elvis or the Beatles where people are just going crazy just to, oh, you know, just, that's, I mean, when you got some guy walking the earth that everything he touches, if it was dead, it comes back to life. You don't have lunch? No problem. It's on me. I mean, he can just multiply stuff. I mean, whew. and you just see all that. I mean, just think about that. And the Bible says he healed them all, those that came to him, that anointing that was on him. So different between the corporate and the individual. In a corporate setting, there's people that are in this setting that maybe not have the faith that everybody has. Or, you know, one of the reasons I'm going to wear this mask when I pray for people is not because I feel I need to, but I just want to respect those that are like, could you just please wear it? I just would feel more comfortable. Okay, because this isn't going to stop God from working, is it? I mean, if you already think it is, there's no sense in you coming up here. It doesn't matter. A lead wall, I mean, lead might stop Superman, can't stop Super Jesus. So that's, that's all. But in a corporate setting, people can... I don't know if build or climb or hang with other people's faith. 
they see things happen and they're like, that's like the people, I, I got to get down front. Do you see that? Because they had to see it to believe it. But there are some that are in this room that don't have to see it to believe it. They believe it, then they see it. But there are others that are just because, again, think about it. Miracles are the dinner bell for the unbeliever. We're expecting people that don't know Jesus to act like they do when they don't. And then we get mad at them because they don't act right. Well, they don't know how to act. Do we? Really? <laughs> We're still trying to figure it out ourselves. So we just got to, that corporate thing is in the atmosphere. Let me, let me put it to you this way. Let's just say it's over like Glenn and Sherry right here. Let's just say it's, it's raining over there. You know, we're outside, and, it, and, and this is the area of the, the place. And, but, but rain, it's coming, but it's raining on Glenn and Sherry. But it's not raining in this section over here. So everybody in, that's sitting in that section, just, hi, how are you? They're not getting wet. Whether you believed what Glenn and Sherry are believing or not, if you're in their section, you're getting wet because the atmosphere is right for it. You follow me? That's what the corporate anointing does. When the anointing is flowing corporately, the people that don't know Christ are going to experience the healing power of God because they're people that are expecting it. They're receiving it. It's all around them, and they start going, Oh, oh my word. They start understanding and they start feeling like, I've never felt this before. Why? It's because Jesus is on the scene. Could you imagine when Jesus walks by you? If you were on the street, or how about Peter and his shadow? My shadow hasn't healed the sick that I know of yet, so I need more of God. But man, that walks by and all of a sudden you're like, whoop, hey, I can walk, I can see, I can hear. You see, when we exercise our faith, it gives the anointing what God has purposed for it, the opportunity to do what it came for. And if you believe for healing for not just yourself, but for others, you start setting the table for others for faith. You start putting it out there. We create a powerful atmosphere. One of the greatest anointings of all, I believe, is the corporate anointing. Something that you need to understand, though, just how that works that way. Remember, Jesus, now this God in flesh, goes to his own hometown. And he can't do many miracles because of their what? Their unbelief. So you, you see that in itself. I, in, a, in a service um, one time, I had a big strapping young football player like this, just just big kid <clears throat> and he came up to me because god was just healing and saving people like nuts it was awesome and and it was going back to school it was the it was in the time frame where uh he healed one uh one girl's foot just snapped it back in place nobody touched it just it just cracked and it turned and snapped in place. They called her scooter. She had a scooter. She came in with a scooter with her foot turned in like this. She walked out holding the scooter, just walking straight as you and me. Crazy. But her mother was a witch. And so before long, she was back to scooting again. Anyway, that started spreading through the school. So students started showing up like because, you know what? What I love about teens, they just want power. They want to know how that worked. They like that. And not because they want the power, I don't know, you know, but they just, 
it was real to them. They've seen enough fake in their lives, so they wanted something real. So they came up, and this guy just stood up there like that, and this is what he said to me. He goes, preacher, I ain't going down. And this is what I said. I don't care whether you go down or not. It don't matter to me. I'm not the one that's going to put you on the ground. And he just like, and he stood there like this. So I said, well, do you, do you want God to do whatever God needs to do? And he's just like, yeah, but I ain't going down. I said, again, not in my control. So I just, just started praying for him. And this big kid just started going. Started shaking and shaking. And he didn't fall forward. He didn't fall back. He just kind of almost did a shimmy and just collapsed straight down. But all of these students had come to see, I'm just going to call him Big Wayne. I don't know what his name was. They came to see Big Wayne because he had already declared, I'm going to make, basically I was going to make fun, he was going to make fun of God or me or somebody and just prove that it was all just, and he went down on the ground. Those kids were up in the, I mean, they're like, their faces were like, Big Wayne's on the ground. And, and you know, and every one of them filed out, came up, got to pray for them. Some of them fell, some of them didn't, doesn't matter where they fall. You know what I'm just saying? God was there corporately. And people were experiencing the anointing that God had put in that place. I was with Pastor Gary last night, and he talked about he was in Albania. And uh, he was doing a service there. And, and these Albanians were, I mean, they were, they were poor. When he went to the country to do something, they, he had to hide in the back of a car with a blanket over him. They said, get down, because people will try to kidnap you. And he was like, oh, this is great. It's my first trip out of the country, and here I go. <laughs> and, but, you know, he made it through. And so he's speaking, and he got five sessions to, to tell them how to get free financially and all this. And he's like, this is the craziest thing. They have no money. Why am I doing this? And God just said, just do what I tell you. So he did it. These, the place went nuts and just believed. And they came. They found money somewhere, and they came and brought it. And matter of fact, and Gary, we're involved in his ministry, and, and he gives out those that uh, go in there, he gives as a symbol a wedding ring because somebody had put a wedding ring. That's all they had, so they put the wedding ring in the offering. And, and Gary, the pastor goes on to say, he said it was like a blue haze that was over that offering. He said, I don't even know how to describe it other than I could see. You know, if you ever see a fire burning in the, the blue color, he said they... He went back to the, the minister and said, well, let's go back in the office and we'll have some people count it and dump the offering out. He said he dumped it off, out, and, and this is what he said last night. He said it was like a blue, it went whoo, like that, and he said it threw everybody back. He fell back, and, and the other guy, the other minister fell back, and the persons they're counting fell back. It was just crazy. He said, I was undone for three days. He said, I, I couldn't hardly stop crying. I was undone, and God was telling him, to go, but what I'm telling you is the anointing of that corporate, what God had put on that. It was just, it was, people were getting healed and saved and delivered. That's what things do when we begin to go, oh, all right, God, you're amazing. That's what the anointing is for. Here's our last one. Sometimes we can receive our healing when we start ministering to others. You don't have to be completely right. If you wait till you're completely right, you'll probably be all wrong. You know what I mean? I can't pray for anybody because I got, no, I get it, you know, but you can still pray for people. And sometimes praying for somebody will awaken and, and you'll receive and God will heal you right then. Maybe you had a block somewhere and I, I can't heal anybody. So, and you can't, God can. 
You're just the vessel. You're just the, the jumper cable. But just saying, all right, God, sometimes the enemy, well, you know the enemy is a liar. If he tries to get you not to minister to anybody or do anything, it's because he knows that if you tap into the kingdom, it'll work. You don't have to be perfect. Thank God Jesus is. We just have to yield our life there and, and just say, God, I'm a, help me clean up. How many need to clean up? I need to clean up. I need more of God. So when we yield to that and say, all right, Lord, what do you want me to do? My kids, when they, if they ever got sick or they got anything, they would come and they would come to me and say, Daddy, will you pray for me? Yes, I'll pray for you. And we pray and God would heal them right then. She would pray for them and he would heal them. She would call me on the phone and say, hey, you know, will you pray? Let's, let's pray and get the kid on the phone. We'd pray. And again, God would heal them. We'd take communion over those things and God would heal them. He would, his healing power would flow. Mark 16, 18, they will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. Jesus will heal anything, anyone, anywhere, anytime if we just exercise our faith in God. Just honestly, you know, I grew up with a mindset that God is only going to heal when he's good and ready, when he wants to. And he doesn't arbitrarily just go, I'm going to heal you. I'm not going to heal you. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to, ah, you know what? I haven't had my morning bagel. I'm not real sure. I'm kind of hungry. I don't want to heal right now. Everything in the kingdom works by faith. All the laws of the kingdom of faith and, and uh, healing and all of that, they all are laws. Gravity is a law. Um, on the earth, you can't. You can believe, I don't believe in gravity. Go jump off the building. We'll see how fast that gets you. You know, you, we just hope that you don't bounce. The law of lift has to supersede or go over that. So when we, sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll have prayed for people, and it's not that my life is perfect, because it's not. And I might even have some ailments of myself. I'm just like, Father, I'm believing for that healing. But the very fact that I put my faith in you and I will not let it hinder me for praying and believing for someone else, the next thing I know, I'll be like, I don't hurt anymore. He healed me. Of course he healed you. You know why? Because his word said so. So I don't want you to be shy about that. I want you to have boldness. Healing always comes. You need to hear me. Healing always comes. And not everybody gets healed because not everybody receives it. And see, some people get mad at me when I say that because it applies to me as well. It applies to everybody because they'll be like, well, you, you can't say that. I'm just saying, show me in the Bible. When we release our faith, the, there's the healing power of God. It is his will. Now, I understand, I understand timing. I understand that. I'm, but I'm talking about anything outside his will. I, I get it for such a time as this. There's a season. I, I understand that. But what I'm telling you is healing always comes. Whatever that time frame is or whatever your faith is dictating or whatever God is saying, that's fine. Just like the three days. So I'm not, I'm not against whatever. I mean, whatever the Lord says. But that's all I'm saying. It always comes. We just have to believe that we receive when we pray. Now, I'm going to say this and I'm, I'm going to close and then we're going to pray for people. I love my niece. I said this in another service before, but her and Jay had believed for a baby, 
and I had prayed for them, and I have prayed for many people that couldn't have babies and prayed for them, and they got pregnant immediately. Matter of fact, nobody that I prayed for that needed that didn't get pregnant at the time until Amy. And it was hard for me because that was kind of like one of the things. I'm like, man, everybody, if they said, we can't have kids. I've prayed for people that didn't even go to our church. And they're like, I heard that you pray. Yeah, okay, we pray. So I did. Boom. Next thing I know, the next time we saw the people, they're like, we're pregnant. Okay, cool. Prayed for Amy and Jay. And he just kept telling me to tell them to get the nursery ready and all that. Ten years later, now they have a boy. Beautiful Sonny. Again, it always comes. You just, you just have to believe. You know, I, why 10 years? I don't know. I'm just glad he's here. So, you know, we just we exercise our faith and we just let it go. This is what we're going to do, okay? Um, we're going to have, I'm going to have an usher down here and an usher over here and an usher up here. And PK is going to join me up here. And if you need prayer, I want you just to make your way. They'll help you up the steps. We'll pray for you up here. You'll go down that way, uh, back to your seat. Uh, as far as offering goes, there's a basket over there on your way out. There's several ways to give. You can give online. You can text to give. You can give in the envelope. You can put it in there. Just, you know, we appreciate that. Uh, we believe that God will use you to help ministry continue here as well. And so we're just going to believe God for uh, amazing things and for healing. We did this first service, and we prayed for several people. And, uh, and we're doing this on purpose because the Lord showed me last week. I was sitting, standing right there, and he said this word. He said display. And, and I could see people walking up on this platform. So I said, okay, you're the boss, applesauce. I really don't call God applesauce, but you know. <laughs> so... Um, and that's what we did, and we're believing God uh, to do exactly what he says. I have no reason to doubt him, and I, so I don't. So in, as far as I'm concerned, even if nobody would get up and say, yes, pastor, I want prayer, I'll be okay. If you, if you don't need prayer, you don't have to come up here. I'm believing whoever comes up or whoever does. I'm, I'm okay with it. It's all good. I'm here to do what I'm supposed to do. That's, that's my job. I'm here to believe with you for your healing and set my faith in agreement and watch God take it and watch God do it. So um, if we can get some kind of soft music playing and I'm going to put this mask on again just out of uh, respect, not because um, we're just trying to trying to be nice. Hi, Carletta. We'll have to. Yeah, I got the big. Thing going on. What's going on, sweetie? 